Hello, and welcome to Science and Sage. This is not how I imagined starting this podcast. I really thought that my first episode was going to be this beautifully produced and well thought out introduction into what I'm hoping to do with this podcast. And instead, here I am in the basement of my parents' house in the interior of BC, um, curled up in my granny's blanket and talking into the void Uh, and in a way that's really it really rings true to what I want to do with this podcast and how this podcast was born and um, and what I'm hoping to get out of it so I guess I will start with an introduction Um, my name is Hannah and I'm an Inlikutmik and Sequatmik woman from the interior of BC. I've actually been thinking a lot about introductions lately and thinking about definitions and identity and, um, and who I am, really trying to reflect on what makes me me. And honestly, everything just comes back to this community. I am this community. I am these people. Everything that I am and who I am and all of the things that I love, they all come from the people around me. And so in a traditional Indigenous introduction, I would start with that and I would say, you know, this is where I'm from and this is who claims me and my parents are Colleen and Victor and that that will never never really suffice um but it does give you a little bit of information into where i'm coming from and um brushes the surface into my identity so what is science and sage well this podcast was really born out of a personal need and personal desire to just have and create space for indigenous voices I'm a med student at UBC and I'm in my second year. And while so much of this journey and this career is everything and more that I have ever dreamed of, a lot of it is hard. It's it's hard to feel isolated and to not see the representation of the Indigenous community within the medical system. Um align with what I think it should and so part of part of it is me you know wanting a soapbox to stand on and I'm definitely going to do that but I'm also hoping to create space and opportunities for other Indigenous physicians, med students, residents, community traditional healers, patients, and people to really just talk about what it means to be Indigenous, what it means to be Indigenous within the healthcare system, what have our journeys been like, um, and what are some of the things that are really affecting our people and our communities? Because these are critical things that we have to talk about, and it's hard. It's really hard to engage in deep and meaningful conversations where you know, people feel safe enough to talk about these hard things. And so I think that something that I can do, and I really hope to do well, is to 
create a space where myself and my colleagues and my community can speak with each other and create space for one another, um, but also to allow people who might not be privy to these conversations otherwise to listen in and to learn and to go home and to reflect in a way that might not be quite as confronting as if you were, you know, sitting in front of an Indigenous person asking these questions. And so with that and with, you know, this introduction of what I'm hoping to do today, the reason why this episode zero is impromptu and produced now and um, not what I originally intended it to be is this report that came out today. So a lot of you might know and some of you might not know that um, earlier in this year, there was an incident described in a cultural um, training program called Sanyas, um, an incident described by a participant about uh, a game, I guess, where healthcare workers would guess the blood alcohol content of their patients coming into the ER. And so this report came out and it did actually find that that in particular, this this guessing game, wasn't necessarily um, as big of an issue <laughs> as, as what they expected, maybe. I'm not doing a very good job at describing that. But um, the point is, is that this report came out and it really revealed so much more and so many deeper problems than, um, than this guessing game. And so... As an Indigenous person, especially, you know, an Indigenous woman in medicine, it's not a surprise to me. And I think that's sad. It, it's sad that I can read some of these stories and then immediately connect them to my own stories or my family's stories and think, yeah, that tracks. Um, but I'm also really, really proud of the way that in a short period of time, the data collection for this was really only five weeks um, that the survey was open. And in a short period of time, there were so many responses from so many Indigenous people doing what we do best, telling our stories, sharing our experiences, and demanding better for ourselves and, our, for, and for our communities. Um, and so I think what I wanted to do with this episode today is really just talk about what that means for our communities and for our people. It's really validating to see so many systems respond to this report um, and acknowledge the institutional racism that exists. Uh, I think that's something that Indigenous people you know, we know and we have been communicating for a long time. Um, and it is one of the ongoing sources of colonial violence that we have to validate our data or our knowledge in non-Indigenous formats in order for them to be um, accepted as truthful. But part of restructuring these systems is sometimes you have to work within them 
And I feel that quite deeply as somebody in within this medical system of that sometimes you just have to navigate in order to advocate. I, I should have known better this morning when I opened up this report because I've now spent the majority of my day consumed uh, thinking about this report and thinking about the stories and, you know, experiencing secondary trauma in a way because these stories are not new. And um, of course, of course, this report was going to expose an unbelievable amount of racism. Like, of course. Um, And so I think that like, when I'm reading these stories, and when I, what I know already about how people experience racism, you know, it comes down to perception. And in medical school, we're often taught, or I guess rather in science, the issues are often framed as indigenous risk factors. Um, So we think that indigenous people are at risk of all of these uh, health outcomes. And what I find so glaringly um, obvious to me is that we are not the problem. Like, we are so not the issue. Our culture is not a risk factor. Our people, our communities, like, we're that's not the risk factor. The risk factor is colonialism. And the problem is the legacy of residential schools and the ways that these systemic inequities still exist and are still so entrenched in every single one of our systems. Um, And so I wanted to talk a little bit about the concept of embodiment. Um, So what embodiment means is that people who are from marginalized communities embody their health inequities through this systemic racism. So when you see in a report like the one that just came out, bar graphs or statistics or, you know, data saying that Indigenous people are at higher risk of, you know, diabetes, hypertension, other metabolic diseases, um, you know, at higher risk of substance use disorders or whatever it is, you have to think about that as the way that our biology has been impacted by our society. Not that being indigenous means that we are inherently less healthy or inherently like predisposed to these conditions. There are a lot of um, kind of more nuanced ways to think about it in terms of epigenetics, which is the way that our genes are expressed and the control of that expression. Um, But really what it comes down to is that the society that you live in has an impact on your health. And that's not new. Um, It's not really like revolutionary. I'm not saying anything revolutionary right now. The reason why I'm saying it is because... I think that needs to be highlighted every single time somebody, whether it's an Indigenous care provider or not, interacts with an Indigenous patient to think about, 
okay, how can I personally mitigate some of these systemic barriers because I know that's what's making my patient sick? Um, and so I've had a lot of questions throughout my time in health sciences and now in med and, um, you know, in within my personal relationships and whatnot, I really open I'm open to these questions and I invite them all. Um, and I have these questions about, okay, what do I do? What does one person do to help navigate this extremely discriminatory system? And I that's a topic that I want to just keep getting into and keep going over with this podcast to think about it and hear different perspectives over and over and over because it's going to be different for everybody. It's going to be different for different Indigenous people. Um, indigenous cultures, as we know, are extremely diverse. And so what my traditions and the way that I would like to be treated as an Inlacutmuk and Sequatmuk person will be different to how somebody else in BC or across Canada who's from a different Indigenous nation will feel. Um, but the basis is understanding this idea of embodiment, that when you look at a patient, you can see the ways that society has failed us, as opposed to thinking that this is all some intrinsic deficit, because it is not. We are so resilient and so strong and powerful and you know, when I see Indigenous people and when, whether they're patients or, you know, walking in d downtown Vancouver or wherever I am, when I see Indigenous people, I don't, I don't see those deficits. And I think that's a huge part of addressing, a, addressing the way that we care for and interact with Indigenous people and being more equitable or what I like to say um, of walking in this world in a gentler way when you when you can really increase your exposure and the visibility of indigenous strength and resilience um, I think it changes people this this is huge for me because in our family and in our community we've dealt with the issues that have been raised in this report. We we have had community members um, who have who have died from colonial violence. There's no there's no way to sugarcoat that. It's a horrible, unjust, and absolutely infuriating reality. And you know, it happens all of the time and it affects all of us. It doesn't just affect the person who experiences this racism and is hurt because of it 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 affects all of us it affects you know the family who are witnessing this and then going through their own version of the trauma and it affects medical students like the you know the indigenous medical students within my cohort were really close and we feel it we feel it every single time something happens or something hits the news and um it's a reminder of the perceptions of our communities and of our people. Um, and so I, I really implore you all to redefine what an Indigenous person is to you. Because when, you know, when 
let's say, a non-Indigenous ER physician who, you know, doesn't have any specific malice in their heart, but does not fully understand what it takes for an Indigenous person to come into the ER, they might see one of our men and they might see him as somebody, you know, who is dark or looks a little bit intimidating or, you know, whatever all of these stereotypes are, you know, that's what that's what you're going to see when you have this patient come into your ER. Now, what I see when I look at Indigenous men is I see my dad, I see my uncles, I see them belly laughing around the fire, I see the way that they caretake for our communities, I see their tenderness, um, I see their joy, and I just, I don't, I can't connect those two people of what other people see and what we see in our own communities. And I feel like if we can make that connection, if we can bridge that gap between who Indigenous people really are and what our communities actually look like um, compared to these stereotypes that exist that lead to these horrifying incidences of racism, uh, I think I think that's a place to start. And so what I'm going to do after I finish recording this stream of consciousness podcast is I'm going to upload a bunch of pictures and videos or whatever I can find of my family with their permission, of course. Um, (laughs) And I want you to really see us. I want you to see what it looks like when our, our brothers are playing with our kids. I want you to see what they look like and the joy on their face when they get to go out hunting for the day. I would love for you to know that my brother commented on one of my Instagram stories with a highly inappropriate request for me to talk about butts today. And and so that's that's who we are. We're funny and we're connected and we care so much and so deeply about each other and the people around us and I just wish that we were able to showcase that more and so I guess I'm going to be the one to start off the trend and if anybody would like to contribute to this trend of reframing the vision of what you know who we are please join in on that. And this is also an invitation for my non-Indigenous listeners to recognize who you have in your life who is different from you or who belongs to a community that is not like your own. And if you don't have very many people, then I think it's time for you to reflect on why that might be. And it, it's time for you to reflect on where your deeply held beliefs come from. And you can critically think about whether or not that's accurate. Um, and I think that's just where we're going to start and where I will leave off today. Um, with one final note, I guess, of to, to my Indigenous community and to my Indigenous listeners. Uh, we're here. There are Indigenous doctors and nurses and healthcare professionals, and we are all working within the system 
to do better by our communities. I promise you there are spectacular Indigenous doctors who are doing creators work. It is hard work and we see you and we see these issues and I'm doing my best. All of this, every single thing that I've talked about in this podcast or that's come up for me because of this report, that's why I'm in medicine. I really, I really just want to be able to do better and to to give back to the communities that shaped me. So please, if there's any feedback from any of you, or if you have anything that you would like me to talk about, or you have recommendations for me on how I can go about this podcast in a good way, how I can create that safe space, and um, and what you think that I should be doing or doing differently or be doing better I really want to know like I really I really want to take all of that information in I would love to do this in the in the best possible way to do right by my communities and to walk gently on this earth so cook's gem and tune in next time for the ridiculously unorganized stream of consciousness rant from me or hopefully a much more well-planned out episode featuring some Indigenous doctors who can share their very important voices with you. 